I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job so if you're ready and serious to take the next step then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started again you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Jessica where she's going to share with us how to move and relocate to the Netherlands as a remote worker, digital nomad, however you want to live your life. Thank you so much, Jess, for being here with us. We really appreciate you. Before we get to your tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I'm Jessica. I'm originally from Virginia in the U.S. I moved to the Netherlands in 2014 with my husband. He got an Italian passport and made it possible to live in the EU, which started this whole crazy adventure that I call life nowadays. (laughs) I love that. And now you're living there permanently. You guys bought a house. This is it. It's legit. It's nice. It's good. You have your business there. But tell us about when you all first started. How was it like to relocate there? What was the preparation like for you so that you can make this into a reality? So everybody's journey to immigrating somewhere is going to be very different. And we moved here because my husband has an Italian passport from his great-grandfather. So there's a lot of paperwork involved. If anybody's looking to do that for For Italy, there are plenty of forums that I encourage you to check out because there's a lot of work involved, but when you put in the time, then it's amazing what you can do with that. So for us, all we had to do was, Sean had to come over, Sean is my husband. He had to come over and because he's an EU citizen, he can just plop down wherever he wants in the EU and just say, hey, I live here now. Um, But for me to join, I would have to be sponsored by my husband. And what that meant was he had to get a job with a contract and show that to immigration. And that way I can live and work here. I'm currently now a permanent resident because I've been here over five years. And so now I'm no longer tied to his passport, which is amazing. But we did the whole sell everything and just move and see how it all works out kind of a thing. (laughs) But that's really exciting, especially if it's in a new place that you, you know, you may not know anything about, which is also a little bit scary. Why did you guys decide to go to the Netherlands instead of going to Italy, since that's where your husband's roots are? That's a great question. And 
I, well, you know, I don't even know that we ever thought about moving directly to Italy. It was really just a way to live the European lifestyle. We chose Amsterdam because with his career, there were a couple different hubs in Europe and he had been to all of them from his previous job. Like he had come on two weeks since and been to really each of them that would have been an option. And he really liked Amsterdam. So we came for a vacation and absolutely fell head over heels in love with it. And that's why we, uh, the next year, we just decided to fly over here and just stay. <laughs> so how did it end up being a vacation and then you moving there permanently? What did you do to actually prepare for it? What was like the, you know, how did you do like your living situation? How did you end up, you know, making income over there? What was that whole process like? To prepare, we didn't actually have a lot of time. He got his passport, I think, in March or April. And then in June, we decided to move. And in August, he actually moved. So the process in itself of him getting the passport was very long and tedious and involves Freedom of Information Act requests <laughs> and flying to where your grandparents or great-grandparents lived with birth and death certificates and all of that. The actual move part was quite easy. I, I like to say the Netherlands like paperwork ways is kind of German light. So everybody knows Germans for being like hyper efficient and everything's in order. And in the Netherlands, it's very, very similar. And I feel like it's very straightforward if you want to move here legally. It's all right there on the immigration website of exactly what you need. So we just prepared all of our documents, uh, got all the apostilles, which is like a step above a notary, which basically authenticates the document that you are giving into another country's government. It's uh, official by uh, like an international body. And we moved into an Airbnb first before Airbnbs were restricted in Amsterdam. Uh, it's very complicated moving here, even legally because you have to be registered, but to be registered, you have to find a place where you can live. To find a place where you live, you usually have to have a job. And you have to have a bank account and there's all kinds of catch 22s involved. So a lot of people move here as a transfer from a bigger company, um, like an international company, and they handle basically all of that stuff. But we got very lucky. The Airbnb person let us register at their address. Then we got insurance. We got a bank account. We got a phone. And then it all just kind of worked together Um and it's very, very stressful. I think that anybody who decides to do something like this, you have to be willing to see it through. You have to be willing to do your research and you have to be willing to have plenty of weeks where you're crying yourself to sleep because <laughs> it will be hard to figure it out. But when you do, it's the most rewarding thing. So what are some of your biggest tips for somebody who does want to go through this whole process so that maybe it'll make it a little bit easier <laughs> for them somehow. Yeah, I feel like I just made it sound very unappealing. Um, <laughs> there's a few ways to move here. So if you, I think the easiest way, obviously, is if you just want to come on your three-month visa. So uh, the Netherlands is part of the Schengen, which is a group of countries and that have agreed that, you know, once you're here, you're here. So you can come for three months on your passport as an American. It's easy peasy. And 
you can kind of pretend to live here, kind of. You wouldn't have to necessarily register. You would probably have travel health insurance and that kind of thing. Um, and that's probably easiest for digital nomads because then you aren't registered or have to pay tax here. Another way is to get a job with a major company. Maybe their headquarters is in Amsterdam. Maybe they have an office in Amsterdam or the, the Hague um, or Rotterdam or Anywhere else in the Netherlands, sorry, I'm just very partial to Amsterdam. People get very mad at me that I don't <laughs> talk about the other places. Um, but there are headquarters all over the country. There's some really great tax breaks for companies. So you will find a lot of them here. Some of the big ones like Booking.com, we have TomTom, we have Nike, we have Philips. I mean, there's just so many major companies, including a lot of financial institutions. That is a very easy way. Well, I say easy, depending on what your job is at a company, but they take care of all the uh, immigration work for you. And they usually pack up your stuff and ship it for you. And in some companies, they'll pay for your apartment and you make a lot of money and you get a tax break when you're here. So that's the way that a lot of people would choose to come. Alternatively, you can see if you have the ancestry in any EU country where then you could potentially get a passport. It is different for every single country. It's very confusing. But once you find the country that you, um, your family has come from, then it might be pretty easy to actually figure out how to get that. And then you can work and live in the Netherlands as an EU um, citizen. Uh, you can marry an EU citizen like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily... That could be a good option. That could eh? be a good option. <laughs> Just, you know, be open-minded is all I'm saying. Um <laughs> You could also come for university. It surprises a lot of Americans that you could come to university here for potentially cheaper than you can in the U.S. Mm. And that's kind of amazing because a lot of the schools now are in English. A lot of the programs are in English. So it's not like you would have to learn Dutch. And what's really cool about that is uh, right now they have what's called a zookjaar, which translates like literally to like looking year. So after you graduate, then you would have a year basically to find a company that would sponsor you and want you to stay. That tends to happen a lot if you're an intern or if you work there part-time or if you network. So a lot of people like that because you can come for undergrad, but you can also come for your master's program or a doctorate. Like this doesn't have to be an undergrad situation. Um, and I've met quite a few people who are here from that. Let's see. I have so many suggestions. Uh, they're, they're all just so specific to working. Really. It could be an au pair. If, if yeah, like, if you, that's true too. Yeah. Especially like if you went to school for education or like there's, there's a couple different, I think, um, careers where you could find like an au pair could be an interesting way to go. I will warn your listeners that, uh, being an au pair does not pay much of anything, but you do get, you know, room and board uh, when you work for a family, but it's more for people who are younger, who don't really need the money, but they're looking for the experience. <laughs> this one's a little bit more complicated, but it could be really interesting for people who want to be nomadic, depending on what your, your job is being a nomad, you can potentially, um, come under the daft visa. Now this is called the Dutch American friendship treaty. And basically what it is, it is a way for Americans and actually it's for Japanese as well. So if you're a Japanese citizen, as far as I know, this is still available for them as well. If you set up a business here, you can get a visa for a certain amount of time. 
but you have to make a business plan. You have to have a certain amount in the bank um, so that you're not like a, a welfare risk, basically. But I know people who come here for that. And um, you can be a business of any size for it. It's not like you have to start a corporation. Yeah, those are really great options. And I'll, and it's just, you know, you don't have an excuse not to to move there, really. If you <laughs> if you really want to go to the Netherlands and start a whole new life there, uh, because there's so many different options. And uh, even one that you had mentioned, Jessica, is that you can be a remote worker and you can just go there. And now if you are a remote worker, you're working for a company, but it's not a, uh, a Dutch company, how long would you be able to stay there? Like, what is the longest time? So because this has come up a lot because of COVID, obviously, because more and more companies are allowing remote work. Um, there are a few European countries who allow um, digital nomad visas. As far as I know, this is not uh, the case in the Netherlands. So my understanding is that you could be here for the three months that your visa allows. Because otherwise, you you run into tax implications. Because once you're here, you need to register. You need to get your health insurance. You need to pay taxes. And if it's a U.S. company, that doesn't that doesn't work. But I mean, three months. You know, it's 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 a long time. It's really easy to to come here and live like a local for three months. Go outside of the Schengen, which I mean, if you look up, so people get very confused. So I'll try to be <laughs> general here. But you have the EU, which most people just know is this one thing. But we also have the Schengen countries, and we also have the EEA, which is the European Economic. What's the A for? I can't remember. But then there's the EEA. Um, and they mean different things. So if you want to be a digital nomad, I would highly suggest just looking up the Schengen because that is um, what you would have to be aware of as far as moving around. So you could live in London for three months. Actually, I think Americans can stay there six months. You might want to double check me on that one. But um, you can just move around but still feel like a local. And then after 180 days, come back for 30 days. It's as a nomad, I think having that freedom is, it's pretty amazing. And you have a lot of uh, flexibility there. I love that. Those suggestions are so helpful for anyone who is thinking of relocating um, in Europe, especially the Netherlands. There's a lot of different options for you. And if you're able to work from anywhere, why not try it at least once? try a few countries you never know which one you're gonna fall in love with and you could be like jessica here you just end up falling in love and staying there forever <laughs> yeah and also the three-month thing if you are a digital nomad it's a great it's a great way to see if you even want to you know like yeah that's true. i have met expats who don't and and they move back home because of the culture or um, they just miss home or something so i think it's a really good opportunity to see if you like it. And then if you do and you networked while you were here, it might be uh, easier <laughs> to find a way to then uh, stay um, and register and be a legal resident here. But it gives you a lot of a lot of time to figure that all out. Yeah. To, to test the waters, as they say, exactly. before you make a longer term decision yes. that you may regret later. Just make sure you to network. <laughs> 
Yes, network so that you could give yourself a lot more possibilities um, than if you didn't meet people because that's so important when when you move to new places. Thank you so much, Jessica, for being here with us. We really appreciate all of the tips that you gave us. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been awesome. Love to give tips like this. You can find me at my website, awanderlustforlife.com. Also on YouTube, it's just youtube.com slash awanderlustforlife. And then of course on Instagram, where if anybody has questions, you can feel free to DM me. Awesome. Thank you so much. We will definitely see you there and watch all your videos and everything because we want to move to the Netherlands now. (laughs) Please come visit. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Jessica. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to sell everything and move to Europe and start a YouTube channel sharing expat life tips. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.